Hello, and thank you for joining us here on The Neutral Zone. I am Phil Milani, joined as always by my trusty sidekick, my partner in crime. Really, the best way to describe this person is my everything. It's at Eric Dalala. Phil, good to see you. I'm ready for camp to start. We're getting closer here. Yes, we're, we're getting very close. You can kind of smell some freshly cut grass in the air. That's my cologne. Oh, pine, is it, or grass? Yeah, uh, it's like day training camp. Oh, nice. Yeah. Where did you buy that? Uh, my local King Supers. Yeah. Any particular part of the store? Uh, it's kind of like if you go by the coffee aisle where you might, so to recognize that gold package elephant on the front, you're like, that's yeah. West Rock Coffee. Then right well, near there. You is... go past that and then yeah. that's where the cologne is. Got it. Yeah. Pour homme for, for men. Yeah, correct. Pour homme. Yeah. That's some French there yeah. for you. Thank yeah. you. I do like, uh, you know, you're a worldly man. Yeah, yeah. I'm into colognes a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Poor home. It's nice. Eric, enough silliness, though, here. we're tie- This is our countdown to camp series, Eric. We are counting down the biggest, the hottest topics that NZ Nation wants to know about before training camp gets started here. And today's show is all about Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy, who will have more receptions in 2021. Phil, you know, at this time of year, you got to go out and you got to cut the grass. You got to make sure the lawn is nicely trimmed. You got to make sure the hedges look really good. Yeah. You're going to hedge? I'm going to hedge. Really? I think if Drew Locke is the quarterback, that Cortland Sutton will end up with the most receptions out of those two. And I think if Teddy Bridgewater is the quarterback, I think Jerry Judy will have the most receptions. Wow. I just didn't expect that from you. You know, I don't think the I don't think the listeners of yours they didn't expect that either. Because normally, you know, when I think okay, hard hitting, hot takes, I think Eric Dalala. Yeah, not today. Well, I think that that's a that's a take because I'm suggesting there that Jerry Judy has better chemistry with Teddy Bridgewater and that mm. Cortland Sutton has it with Drew Locke. Eric, I've done a little bit of research for okay. today's show. Are you I feeling hit, okay? I hit the stats hard for this one. Okay. Okay. Because I'm going to say Jerry Judy. Okay. okay, I'm going to say Jerry Judy, regardless of who the quarterback is. Okay, and that's because I firmly believe that the wide receiver position in the NFL, that rookie season, you're just feeling things out. You're trying to learn what this game is all about, trying to understand how defenses way more complex in the NFL than they are in college. I think Jerry Judy did that last year. Okay, he went through some learning pains. He had some drops. Yeah, he, he had some struggles here and there. He called last season unacceptable, you know, now heading into his second year, just based off of even what I've seen during the offseason program, this man is ready to explode on the scene. I think he's ready to take off and the numbers really back it up, Eric. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, so last year, Jerry Judy had 52 receptions. Hmm. Okay, traditionally, I went and looked some of the top wide receivers in our game. Okay, I'm talking about the best wide receivers in the NFL today. And I was like, I wonder what kind of jump they made from year one to year two. The numbers just line up too sweet. The numbers, it's just too perfect, Eric. Okay, okay are you me, ready? Tell me. Okay, do you think Larry Fitzgerald is a good good wide receiver? He, he was, yeah. Okay, his rookie year, he caught 58 passes. Okay. So just six more than Judy. Yeah. Okay, his second year, 103. Okay. Okay. Julio Jones, mm-hmm. fifty-four catches as a rookie. 
two more than Jerry. Okay. Yep. The next year, 79. Okay. Stefan Diggs, 52 catches. Yep. Same as Jerry. The next year, 84. Mm. I could I could go all day here. DeAndre Hopkins, 52 catches as a rookie, 76 as as a sophomore. AJ Brown, 52 catches as a rookie, 70 his second year. Allen Robinson, 48 catches as a rookie, 80 his second year. And the last one I'll give to you, DK Metcalf, 58 catches as a rookie, 83 his second year. So these guys, the top wide receivers in the game, really made a major jump here from year one to year two. And even Corlin Sutton did that. As a rookie, he caught 42 passes. His second year, 72 passes, was a, a, a pro bowler in 2019. So I'm expecting Jerry to really make a jump here. I agree he's going to make a jump. I think the thing that stands out to me about some of those names you just read is that I'm not sure how much help they had or or who the other receiver was there. Corlin Sutton took a big leap his second year because, you know, especially after... Emmanuel Strated. Yeah, you know, there's not a lot of help there necessarily. It was Cortland Sutton, and he took advantage. He made plays for everybody who was at quarterback. Jerry Judy is coming into a situation where, assuming that Cortland is healthy and is able to be a full be full go and, and confident in his knee, which we think will happen. That's I'll what talk, Vic Fangio <clears throat> said. We'll talk more on that in a second maybe, but Jerry Judy, as good as he might be and as big of a step as he might take, we might not see it translate as much in the stat sheet because of how good we know Corlin Sutton is and because we know he's going to get his own targets. I think it's it's possible that instead of like one of them having 90 catches, you could both end up in that 70 range where it's very, very even. Um, again, I just think we know from Corlin Sutton, he to me is, like the, is the sure-handed receiver, the big-bodied guy, I think on a key third down. Maybe you want to go to him in the red zone. You want to go to him, whereas maybe I could see Jerry's like maybe Jerry's yardage total is even higher because his yards per reception is so high. You get him in space. He's able to you don't see Jerry make as many contested catches because he's running away from these cornerbacks. And so to me, you know, maybe he ends up with more yards, but Cortland ends up with more catches and more touchdowns. But a lot of that, Phil, is dependent on how healthy is he going to be? We heard Bradley Chubb say all offseason last year. My knee's good. I'm ready to come back from this ACL. And then he admitted after the season it took him five weeks or so to really get into it. If it takes Cortland a few weeks to work back into things, then the edge kind of goes to Jerry Judy. And it also might be, you know, one other point there is it could be a week-to-week deal. You know, if you have a matchup that really favors Cortland Sutton, you could see him have eight catches and Jerry have three or four. And then the next week... Maybe Jerry Judy can dominate the. Maybe that team doesn't have a good slot corner, and Jerry Judy can dominate there. So it, to me, it really could be a week to week thing. Carlin Sutton's my guy. I mean, yeah, you know, okay. Of course. And this is no knock on him, but you know, uh, he he hasn't gone and done the team drills just yet. So you know, I think that it's smart to take things slowly with his knee. You know, do the individual drills. Don't put too much pressure on that thing. Um, but once he starts to do that, there's a little bit of a mental hurdle that you got to get over. You know, and I, I have no doubt that Corlin Sun's going to be able to do that. But, you know, uh, it does take a little bit of time to get used to that. You know, you're running in traffic, you're running across the middle, you're running full speed, and then you're cutting across. It takes a little bit of time to do that. But 
this, to me, uh, isn't really so much about Cortland because I do think that Cortland is going to come back and have a great season. I, I think that he's been working hard. He's been here at the facility training. I think Cortland Sutton is going to have a very good season next year. My thinking is Jerry is going to be so good that you got to give him the ball. You're going to have to target him way more than he was targeted last season, and he's going to be so open that he's. it doesn't matter. You just got to give him the ball. Well, in fairness, he was targeted the second most times of any rookie last year. It's a like lot more. A lot more. 112 targets or something like that. And that's where you look more. at 52 catches on 112 targets. That cannot happen. Yes, that's true. His reception's <clears throat> got to go up. And some of that we know is Drew Locks to blame. Some of that yep. is Jerry Judy to blame. I think they've both admitted they have to be better there. Um, but, yeah, I mean, to me, it's it's all about – who are you going to trust in the big moments? And I don't know if we know that yet, but he, one of these guys is going to have the chemistry where when it's the fourth quarter and it's third down and you need to go somewhere, you're going to be that guy. When Emmanuel Sanders and Demarius Thomas were here, Emmanuel was that, you know, you need a catch on third down. Emmanuel's going to slide and he's going to make that catch. Maybe that fits better with Jerry Judy's skill set just because he can get open off the line quickly. I don't know. We'll have to see, but... Something I look back on is the one game we saw those guys play together, which was in Pittsburgh. Cortland had six targets in the half. Jerry Judy had seven targets over the course of the whole game. Some of that, I think, has to do with just the fact that Drew Locke's probably more comfortable with Cortland Sutton, especially at that point. Judy was a rookie playing in his second ever game. Um, but it will be interesting to see how quickly Cortland can work himself back into the offense, how much of a rhythm he still has with Drew Locke, if that's who it is. Or if it's Teddy Bridgewater, you know, that's been the whole story of OTAs, right? Is, mm-hmm. is Teddy Bridgewater's thrown it to Jerry Judy a ton, and they've got a really good connection. Well, we haven't seen Cortland Sutton out there, so it's possible that Cortland Sutton could come back in training camp and that all of a sudden Teddy's thrown to, to Cortland Sutton every time. So we, we just don't know that yet. I think we'll have a better sense, but I do think this could be a neck-and-neck neck deal, Phil, where I don't think you're going to look back at the end of the year and say, you know, Portland has 100 catches and Judy has 60. I think it's going to be very close. Hopefully they can push each other and that it's, you know, we know receivers can be divas at time, Phil, <laughs> but hopefully that they, they push each other in a, in a well-natured competition and get the best out of each other. Yeah, and just like we talked about last week with Von Miller and Bradley Chubb, these guys are going to help each other. Yeah. You know, uh, you can't just uh, single out one of these guys and say, okay, we got to, our priority is this guy. You got to play honest when you're guarding these two. I don't think that we're going to see a hundred, a hundred for, from either one of these guys, just because there's a lot of other wide receivers in that room. Uh, Noah Fant, you know, uh, we heard Drew Locke talk about his expectations for Noah Fant says they're really high coming into this year. Uh, if Alberto is able to uh, work his way back out onto the field, there's too many players, too many playmakers I think for either of these guys to get to 100, I would say for Jerry, this might be high, but I would say 80. That would be 28 more than he caught last year. So I think that Jerry had three touchdowns last year. Maybe if he could get to like six, I think that that would be a really good year for him. You know, he had 856 yards last year. Maybe if he can cross 1,000, you know, that would be nice. Maybe he busts a couple loose like he did against the Raiders there. Maybe, uh, you know, he, he is that downfield guy. We saw him do that against the Jets. And 
the nice thing about Jerry Judy and Corlin Sutton is they are different guys. They do, they bring different things to the to the team. You know, Cortland is that guy who's going up high ball and the 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 high pointing the ball, uh, making those contested catches. Jerry Judy is more of I'm going to be open. I'm going to beat this guy off the line. I'm going to uh, my route running is elite. So. They do different things, and I think, like you mentioned, in certain situations, maybe the style of play favors somebody else versus uh, the other guy. But I do think that I could see Judy getting to around 80, and I think Sutton coming back from his injury, I think if he could get like around like 65, right, right around that ballpark, that would be a great season for him too. Well, I mean, just, just to give people some context here because we're kind of just throwing out numbers. Last year, the Broncos completed 315 passes, right around there. You figure that, you know, last year, 40 of those went to the running backs. You mm-hmm. think that probably there's a little bit more of an emphasis on that this year. So maybe you say 50 to 60 of those catches. So you've essentially got 250 catches to spread among the entire team. And then you think, well, you know, Noah Fant last year had 62 catches. I have a hard time believing that he's going to have fewer receptions than he did a year ago because he should only get better. And so then you say, okay, well, now there's 180 left for all these receivers. And you're right. In in that case, it's hard to imagine that with Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick, KJ Hamler, that one of those guys can get to 100 and you're going to split 80. And, you know, hopefully you complete a few more passes. But um, to me, I think you're probably in the right ballpark that somebody's getting to 80 maybe Noah Fant and one other receiver are in the 60 to 70 range. And then you've got guys like, you know, Tim Patrick and KJ Hamler who are in the, maybe the 50 catch range. But I I think the beauty of this offense, Phil, is that it can change from week to week. It can be really good for some guys, but it might not lead to like the, the offensive player of the year that like if Corlin Sutton wasn't here, I think Jerry Judy's talented enough that he could catch a hundred balls. But I, I don't know that he's going to get that opportunity just because of how much talent there is, and they don't yeah. have to go to him every play. But we'll see how that impacts you know, Pro Bowl selections and things like that. But hopefully people recognize the talent, even if the, the pure stats aren't there. It is possible one of those guys develops into that dependable go-to guy. You know, like uh, we we haven't necessarily seen that in a little while, but like I'm thinking like Josh Allen, you know, when it's a big play, he's looking to see where 14 is, right. you know, Stephon Diggs. I think that maybe Judy becomes that guy, maybe Sutton becomes that guy, but um, I, I agree. I think that like 80 for Judy, 65 or so for, for Sutton, and that, that would be some good seasons for these guys. And hopefully – the, the totals go up for everybody in this offense is moving the ball a little bit more, putting up some more points this year, and that's good for everybody. It, it's not shabby to be in that 80 to 65 range. I mean, I'm looking at 2016 when we talked about Emmanuel Sanders and Demarius Thomas crossing the 1,000-yard mark together for the last time. Emmanuel had 79 catches, and Demarius Thomas had 90 catches. And so, you know, you don't, you don't need 100 catches to break the 1,000-yard mark. I think it's more in play... I actually think it's more in play for both of those guys to get to a thousand yards than it is for one of them to get to a hundred catches. But yeah, um, and if that's the case, maybe you, you both make the Pro Bowl and, and you see what happens. But the other thing that could be a detriment is we haven't seen the tight end play kind of imp- like Virgil Green and Jeff Hireman were not really impacting 
where the ball was going in 2016. Noah Fan is so good that there are fewer. There are going to be fewer receptions to go around. Yeah, I mean, like uh, you look at like really good teams like the Chiefs or you know some of those really good teams in Broncos history. There's only one football out there, so you yeah. do want to spread it around, but uh, you you might not give one guy who just takes off and has an insane season. So, for both of these guys to have good years, though, they're going to have to rely on quarterback play, and they're going to have to, uh, you know, Judy in particular, build that chemistry with whoever that guy is, so that you know you're able to develop that trust and that that chemistry, so that when it's a big play, you, there's a trust factor there. So. Eric, that's interesting that we talk about quarterbacks there because next week we're uh, talking about the quarterback battle. Ooh, I know. I like that. That's pretty much all anybody wants to talk about, right? Yeah, we made them wait a long time, but it's coming next week. Yeah, I mean, I figured uh, the excitement as we get closer and closer to camp, that's when you want to talk about the, the meat. Yeah. You know, we've given you some appetizers, some side dishes, but... The, well, you're so I, I excited. I think I need a microphone. Yeah, you're right? so excited here. Just knocked my microphone. Yeah. I got animated. Wow. I'm fired up. Eric. Yeah, you promised the audio quality would be better, but that was a little dangerous. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. My apologies. Yeah. Next week, we're going to say, we're going to answer this question. No hedging here. Who wins the quarterback battle? That's the question. That's. Well, I'll have an answer. I'll have an answer for you. I know that this probably happens to you all the time, but when I'm out on the streets, I'm a man of the people. Yeah, naturally. People come up to me and say, who's, who's going to win this quarterback battle? Yeah, what's going on? Of course. What do you know? Yeah, what's happening? What's happening? What's the vibe? What's the tone in the yeah, quarterback exactly. room? Exactly. We're going to answer that next week. I'm excited. Can't it's wait. Beautiful. It's beautiful. Can't wait. I wish we could record right now. Yeah. I have noticed you've been wearing that shirt a lot, Eric. I, I like this shirt. It's actually a, a similar shirt to the one I've been wearing, but... Got it. Yeah, It's kind of a lighting. You have a lot of those dark blue Nike yeah. shirts, huh? Um, this might look like the same shirt I've been wearing, but it's kind of just, it must be this room or something. Yeah, it kind not, of sort of makes clothes look the same. Yeah, things look much better on Zoom than in person. Yeah. yeah. De- definitely. should maybe go back to that. <laughs> Eric, if people want to get involved in the show, they want to let us know, hey, you guys, you don't know what you're talking about. You're full of it. Or maybe, hey, you guys are really smart. How can people do that? Yeah, well, if they're interested in saying that we don't know what we're talking about, at Phil Milani on Twitter <laughs> with a PH. If you want to compliment us, at Eric Delala with an A. Both have kind of unconventional spellings. Yeah. If you want to get in touch with both of us, maybe leave an email at neutralzoneshow at gmail.com. You could leave a voicemail at 707neutral, or you could smash that subscribe button on YouTube. Right down here. Yeah. Yeah. And leave a comment because we love the comments. Yeah. We're going to get back to the comments. I know it's been a yes. little bit, but we'll get back to them. You, you know, leave your you leave like a, a little bundle of comments underneath these. Each episode is like a little tree. We'll yeah. collect them. We'll sort through them, and we'll give the best ones to you in here in just a couple of weeks. I, I'm not sure what's been going on with that. Like maybe Ben Swanson is on vacation again. Like it, I don't know. It really would not surprise me. Yeah, I got to look at his benefits package because he's got vacation. unlimited PTO. Yeah. Exactly. So maybe when he gets back, he can aggregate all these, and then we can read the best ones. He's got almost as many PTO days as you think Jerry Judy's going to have catches. <laughs> 80, yeah. yeah. Yeah, how many weeks? I mean, gosh. Yeah. I mean, what is this guy doing? Good, he's got a good like agent, 16 I guess. weeks. Good agent. You know, yeah. Yes, he negotiated for that. Yeah. 
Leave a voicemail, too, 707-NEUTRAL. Uh, I like to play those out on the air. Yeah. Let us know maybe some of your predictions for the season. Yeah, that could be nice. Big, big picture type of things. Yeah. Let us know. We'll play that uh, once we uh, get back to training camp, get back to football a little bit. So we'll be back next week to answer the big question, the elephant in the room, who's going to win the quarterback battle. Until then, for Eric Dalala, I'm Phil Milani. You've been listening to The, the Neutral, Neutral Zone. Zone.